BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. Welcome back to another edition of Talk of Champions Recruiting. Zach Barry, Ben Garrett here with you. Monday morning, May 15th. It was a busy weekend for Ole Miss in multiple sports. Ben, good morning. How are we doing? Good. How are you? You feel refreshed and made new on this Monday morning? I feel like I'm coming over like a weekend hangover. I went to two Ole Miss graduations on Saturday. One is enough. I mean, when was the last time there was a famous person at an Ole Miss graduation? I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. What do you think about people that like decorate their cap? Uh, I mean, that's cool. It's fine. I didn't do it. No, I didn't either. All right, moving um, on. Keon Coleman. Yeah, he's a good football player. Um, he's a good football player. Yes, he is. I Yeah, I think something is going to happen this week. I would imagine probably in the next day or two. I think the only reason why it hadn't happened or hasn't happened yet is because of NIL money not like blowing Florida State out of the water. I think there's similar numbers that are being offered here. Ultimately, I still think it comes to Ole Miss, but I think he wants more money. But Lane's been very strict with the cap. You know, we don't have, there's not a cap in college football, but with the imaginary or invisible cap uh, that he's working underneath, he's been really strict about it. You know, he's not going to go crazy over. But I think there is still some maneuverability when it comes to Keon. This is the equivalent of a edge rusher, a certified, you know, game-breaking linebacker. I, I mean, I think that Keon Coleman is a potential huge coup for Ole Miss because I think that he is a legit missing piece that the offense desperately needs. I think his ceiling is incredibly high. I still don't think he's played his best football yet. I I think last year was just kind of him scratching the surface. I I think that he would bring a bona fide wide receiver one mentality to the room. I think that he would be a legit threat to make an all sec team because you're getting in a system with a returning starter at quarterback. You've got an all American running back. That's going to help placate people, you know, keying in on the pass. You've got two tight ends that can open up the middle of the field to, you know, put yourself in one-on-one situations. I, I, a guy opposite you and Trey Harris, you've got some, um, experienced, savvy slot receivers and Jalen Knox, 
Jordan Watkins, Dayton Wade, and then there's some underclassmen that I think they're expecting uh, some production. I, I'm not saying they're going to be, you know, all Americans or anything, but I think there are some young guys that they are expecting to take the next step. So it makes a ton of sense for Keon Coleman to pick Ole Miss. Um, now, on the flip side, Florida State's going to be very good. I think they are a legitimate top 15, top 10 team this year. They've got their quarterback back in Jordan Travis. But um, I think there's a little edge to Ole Miss here because they've got the the previous relationship. They recruited him out of high school. And I think the the last visit's big here. And I, I think they're going to meet the NIL needs or wants or however you want to put it. But, yeah, I, I, it, my, my pick is in for Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is going to, to land Keon Coleman. And uh, I think he really puts this offense in an, in another tier. I naturally think, or I'm less confident because he didn't pop already since his visit. Um, but I still think Ole Miss is ultimately going to get him because I think they're going to hit that number, whatever it you know kind of ends up being. But they're paying or offering similar money, almost exact same money as Florida State. So you've now made a decision about the best football opportunity, unless you go a little bit higher. But I do agree that I think Ole Miss has one of the biggest advantages in that he wants to play at Ole Miss. As long as those few things are true, he wants to play at Ole Miss. The money's the same. Um, the opportunity, I think, is even greater at Ole Miss than Florida State simply because of the stage and also. But that's purely opinion um, and opportunity. Still, I think all of those things in his favor. I'm less confident because he hasn't popped yet, but I still think it's going to happen because um, I don't think – Lane Kiffin lets this player of this caliber when it's just about a couple right a little bit of extra money. I don't think he's going to allow that to be what results in almost not getting Keon Coleman, but it could happen. And if it does, it'll be a blow. Now, but right. the problem which, with what, what has happened here when you didn't meet like whatever the biggest number was, maybe come in saying, "All right, you give me four hundred thousand dollars to done deal." Well, we're going to we're going to give you three hundred. I think he's worth it. Yeah, I do. I do too. I do too. But um, it's not my money. One it's real easy to, to spend everybody else's money, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, of course. One thing to uh, to also note over the weekend, or I guess maybe it was, um, oh, yeah, it was Friday. Um, Florida State added a wide receiver signee, uh, Destin Hill, who originally signed in the 2021 class. Um, he has officially signed, enrolled at Florida State. Um, he had some some family issues that he had to step away. Uh, he had to step away from football for a little bit and, um, and deal with that. But now he is set to join the uh, team and, and be on the roster this, this fall. So um, now it's just one guy. I'm not saying that's well, you know, well, there it is, you know, smoking gun and all that, but um, it is something to factor in because I do think that, that Florida state it means going, absolutely nothing for Keon Coleman. That means nothing. Well, I'm saying if as far as numbers go for Florida State, I think they expect Destin Hill to be someone to contribute right away. He was a highly recruited guy. Well, we said the same thing about Trey Harris. It's kind of recency bias. But my point is is that with Florida State, they can make the same argument because that player that you just mentioned has absolutely zero bearing on whether or not Florida State's going to get Keon Coleman. I don't think that's a tell in any way whatsoever. He's worried about the money. But we got to probably wrapped up tomorrow. We got to talk, talk about other things. <laughs> Because, yeah, of course it's about the yeah. money. Like, it's always about the money. It's about the but money. But this is where a head coach like Lane Kiffin helps you out a lot because not only – I agree. 
of what he's done at Ole Miss, but I mean, the places he's been before, he's been in the NFL briefly, I know, but he's, and then the portal, like ever since the portal became a thing, you know, everything about the NCAA transfer portal, Lane Kiffin's name comes up more times than not. You know, he was the portal king and, and all that. And it's just something about he has a knack for prioritizing certain players that he feels fits their offense or defense or whatever, and he just gets it done. Now, Mike Norvell, hell of a coach. But sure. he doesn't have the name cachet at Lane. Lane is a yeah. brand, and in 2023, when everybody has an attention span of a dog, which is four seconds, um, it, it's immediate association when you're trying to think of schools and selling them. Whenever yeah. whenever somebody from Wyoming hears the words Ole Miss, they think, oh, Lane Kiffin, juice. You know, it's, a whole, it's all about the branding aspect of it now. When the money is going to be very, very close or exact, that's when the other variables come in, obviously. Sure. Because yeah, naturally, well, I like both places, but this place is giving me more money, so there we go. Easy does it. But when it's pretty comparable, that's when relationships and head coaches, um, you know, reputation of getting guys to the next level. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think – Almost immediately after the official visit, everything you're, you're hearing all the things that that you hear when you cover recruiting when things are moving in the right direction. Um, and yeah, barring Florida State just coming out of the woodworks with a humongous offer, I would fully expect Ole Miss to to hear some good news this week. Um, I I had heard that um, I wasn't sure if it was in an interview or. Um, it was told to him, uh, but I, somebody said that that David Johnson of two four seven, uh, said that Keon Coleman was was in Oxford and was working out with Jackson Dart until like one a.m. or something when he was here for his visit. So, um, don't know if he did that with Jordan Travis at Florida State. Maybe he did. I don't know. But there are a lot of he wants to play here. He wants there are a to lot play of here. we know yeah that. a lot of dominoes have fallen in Ole Miss's favor here. You know, Derek Nix recruited him when he was in high school. Lane Kiffin recruited him when he was in high school. Pete Golding recruited Louisiana when he was at Alabama. Now he's at Ole Miss. I mean, tons of things make it to where it makes so much sense for him to pick Ole Miss. So I think he's going to pick Ole Miss. It's just, it's not done. And right now, it's not being done. Doing his due diligence yes. to make sure he's getting his money. I don't, sure. I don't fault him for that. I, I think probably Wednesday is when it's done. Is that his birthday? Is that, what, is that what we figured out? Yes, per Wikipedia, that is his birthday. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. God, it sounds so stupid. He is. Uh, he was born in two thousand three. Oh my God. Two thousand three. I was in the stands on the fifty yard line when Travis Johnson intercepted. Was it Matt Mock at LSU in the end zone as LSU was going in? And I thought this is that's correct. Almost finally going to Atlanta. Eli, the chosen one, the prince that was promised. And then Jonathan Nichols, the Lou Groza winner, award winner. It wasn't just his fault, but he missed two field goals that he never misses. And then Doug Buckle stepped on Eli's foot, and it was over. What a time. And he was born then? Oh, no. We're getting old, man. We're coming, we're coming full circle. He has now been told of that, of that day in the fall in the year of 2003. And being a Louisiana guy, he has made it his mission to go to Ole Miss and right that wrong and get Ole Miss to Atlanta for the first time ever. 
a lot of these kids, I mean, that doesn't seem that long ago. Most all of them have absolutely no memory of any of this. That's I'm never getting old. I marked time off of 2003 Ole Miss LSU. Did I tell the Byron Leftwich story on our podcast we did after Elite 11? Do you remember that? Uh, I don't think so. I'm going to out him here, but I mean, he probably won't care. But Colin Hurley, the LSU commit. Oh, here we go. LSU tie in again. Uh, he's from Jacksonville. I don't remember the name of the coach or the um, instructor that was there, but he was talking with Colin Hurley during like in between drills. And, uh, you know, he was like, oh, he's like Mr. Hurley. He was like Duval County. And uh, Colin Hurley was, what do you know about Duval County? He's like, oh, I played there for a couple years. And uh, he said, who was your quarterback while you were there? He said, I was Byron Leftwich. And the drill was about to start. And before Colin Hurley turned around to, you know, simulate a snap before the drill, he just goes, I don't know who that is. I, I like laughed. And the, the, the instructor kind of turned and looked at me and was like, Are you, is this kid serious? My daughter says oh, things I don't yeah. understand. She loves the word bussin, and I hate it so much. She <laughs> says it all. Oh, daddy, these burgers were bussin. And, and I know I'm old because I'm crushed. I'm like, that's not a word, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm totally yelling at all the clouds now. Well, here you go. Speaking of bussin, oh, uh, almost, almost basketball recruiting. I mean. No cap, Zach. Almost basketball recruiting. I'm doing my daughter stuff. Chris, yes, Chris Beard is – uh, is in his proverbial bag once again. Um, we had been kind of all over this one for about a month and a half, and we weren't really sure for several reasons. There's a waiver situation, and then also Ole Miss got a commitment from Jamarian Sharp, 7-4 center from Western Kentucky. They were also in on Rodney Howard and a transfer big from Florida State. Those two guys are probably off the board now because I feel like um, the center situation has been adequately – satisfied, addressed. The crazy thing is this. Kermit Davis wanted Musa Cissé coming out of high school. I mean, he was from Memphis. He was the number 17 player in the country, a five-star, the number two center. And Ole Miss went after him hard and actually got him on campus, I think. And now Chris Beard gets him at Ole Miss as, at worst, a complimentary five. That is insane. This is a level of recruiting that's happening at Ole Miss basketball that we've never seen before. Now, we said this with Kermit Davis, and it was true. He signed two of the top-ranked players um, out of high school in Ole Miss history, one of which, Deshaun Ruffin, who's now at Jackson State, was a McDonald's All-American. So as far as star rankings are concerned, Kermit Davis recruited at an unprecedented level. But what Chris Beard is doing is the modern version of that because you have to be your most productive in the portal. Mm-hmm. It can't just be about landing this four-star and this five-star. Like, T.J. Caldwell was a four-star, and we barely talked about him. He barely played. Because it's also portal reliant. It's a year to year thing. And TJ Caldwell is going to be on this team. But Kermit, to his detriment, he had an antiquated approach to the portal. Last year, we've talked about this the redundancies that he pulled out of the portal. He needed shooters. And what did he get? Four forwards Theo Kuba, <clears throat> Josh Mbala, yeah. Miles Burns, and uh, JVS McKinnis, who are all essentially the same. None of them could shoot from three. So you're getting four guys with four spots, none of them giving you what you need the most. And that is perimeter shooting. It was this old-school approach that failed miserably. And he's taken, as Chris Beard, a different approach to the portal, a modernized version of it, and you're seeing Ole Miss in, not, not just in the game, but landing players that has never landed before. I have gone from thinking, man, 18 and a half wins over and under to dude. 
They're right there. Musa well, Cisse, at worst, is a complimentary five to, J- to Jamarian Sharp. They've got Brandon Murray, Austin Nunes, Matthew Morell, their best player last year, is back. Jamin Brakefield, their second best player, is back. TJ Caldwell, I love the upside. Robert Coward, I love the upside. Cam Burns, Rashad Marshall, one through ten. They're not even done. they got two, three, four more players they could add. One through ten, this roster, as currently constructed, would beat any of the last three Ole Miss rosters by 20 points. Already... Got a commitment from a guy that would be the highest rated commitment ever in the program his in program's history in Musa Cisse. And then yeah, every other portal guy that you've gotten in this cycle, they're all four stars. You're adding experience. You're adding um, you know, experience with guys like Brandon Murray's play a lot of basketball. Musa Cisse's play, play a lot of basketball. Jamarian right. Sharp, Brandon Murray, um, who I think I already said, but then like Austin Nunes, a young guy that was a just a he saw time in games. Absolute bucket in high school, one of the highest scoring uh, prospects out of Oklahoma and in their high school basketball history. And yeah, played for um, a pretty decent Arizona State team. Um, so there's a lot of intrigue there. And then, yeah, like you said, they've still got space to add more if they want. They got to get one other guard. Just up and down. You could fill out a starting lineup, a credible starting lineup with just the transfers. In a stock no SEC. Now, do I think Ole Miss has gone from very last in the SEC to the top crust, like a top five? No. No. Absolutely not. But with Chris Beard, a top eight coach in his profession, and this roster, which I think is certainly within the top ten in the league, mm-hmm. with upside for much more, especially with guys like Austin Nunes, who has more upside than production on his side. Even Matthew Morrell, you could say. that, like. Matthew Morrell is the same player today as he was essentially when he came to Ole Miss day one. This is a different, this is a different day. Introducing the new and improved BNA Bank mobile app. From setting transaction alerts and tracking your spending habits to managing travel plans and turning off a lost or stolen debit card, you can take care of all of it in the new BNA mobile app. At BNA Bank, we know that life moves pretty fast, and we have the mobile technology to keep up with your life on the go. BNA Bank, local, invested, modern banking. Are you ready for the Grove? Because I know I am. So join Lane Kiffin and your Ole Miss football rebels at Vaught Hemingway Stadium this fall for the 2023 season. Order tickets now to participate in the seat selection process and to explore seating options. Visit OleMissTix.com, OleMissTix.com, or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation today, 662-915-7159. For Ole Miss football season tickets, it's time again to help lock the vault. The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends.
Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great, but having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Kind of looking at what he's done in the portal with, I mean, now you've got two seven-footers, which, I mean, outside of Dominic Olenicic, when's the last time there was a seven-footer on the roster? I mean, now that <laughs> now there's two. Um, so you've got two legit rim protectors and like his, Chris Beard's whole philosophy and kind of the mantra of his teams are all, it's all defense, you know, this, the, the no middle defense and being aggressive and being, um, just hard nosed and, and just in your face, the points per game that his teams have allowed over the years, um, I had a uh, a buddy that looked it up last night. We were talking about this, but um, national ranks and points allowed um, in 2015 at Arkansas Little Rock, they were fourth in the country. Um, and then other high marks, 2017 at Texas Tech, they were 16th in the country in points allowed, 2018, third in the country. Um, most recently, 2020 at Texas Tech, they were 25th. And then at Texas, 10th in the country in points allowed. So he's building a roster full of dudes that can defend and will just make life a living hell for people to try to score. You have options that Ole Miss has not had any kind of options like this in a long time, if ever. It's probably – it's his first debut roster. That's what, what's remarkable historically. I mean, Ole Miss has been to the NCAA tournament nine times, but even more than that, the resources haven't been there. Uh, in comparison to their Power 5 counterparts, one of the worst Power 5 jobs historically in the country as far as resources. The pavilion is great, but everything else, there's no history. There's just not a, a huge money commitment. And yet Chris Beard has come in and used all of that for his advantage. I had high expectations because Ole Miss has not hired a better coach as far as resume better than Chris Beard. I mean, his resume is far and away better than any coach Ole Miss has ever hired. You expect then for him to come in and hit the ground running. It's still impressive to watch. I mean, he's missed some guys that he really wanted. Yeah. But even still, even with the misses, that would otherwise be devastating. I remember there was a kid. I can't remember exactly his name. Um, but Kermit and them had put it, put it pretty much all in on him. He was a guard, ended up going to Florida. And there was no – I think they ended up adding another four, <laughs> you know, another defense and rebounding first four because they had a spot. Old days, losing out on a Tyler Perry would have just been devastating. You know, oh, God, we could have just gotten Tyler Perry. He's gotten Austin Nunez and Brandon Murray and Matt back and Jamin Brakefield, Musa Cisse, Jamarion Sharp, Robert Coward, and TJ Caldwell, where they're supposed to be. At the end of the bench to start with all the opportunity in the world to climb, right? Both yeah, of those sure. guys have upside to where if they turn into what they could be under Chris Beard, oh, man, TJ could be a starter. This team – up and down, I couldn't be more impressed. And maybe we shouldn't be surprised because this is what he's always done, one. And two, this is what he said he was going to do. In his press conference, in the introductory press conference, he steps in and says, hey, we're here to win, not finish second. Maybe we should have taken him at his word, but we're also 
damaged by our history of being in and around Ole Miss basketball <laughs> that we thought, well, we'll just give him some time. He is showing he did not need that much. For a year that sucked, Ole Miss basketball is giving you something to pay attention to. Football, too, especially if Keon Coleman pops on his birthday, which, according to Wikipedia, is May 17th. Yes. Just wanted to clear that up. Bearing lead here. It's an exciting time to be an Ole Miss basketball fan. There's a lot of intrigue. There's a lot of anticipation. Now there's a lot of excitement with the recruiting. And sure, there was going to be excitement regardless because of Chris Beard and who he is as a coach and you know what he brings to the table and makes Ole Miss at least somewhat of a threat. Now you throw in a roster full of transfers that can really make them a threat. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're not going to be in tier one and you know, <laughs> challenging uh, you know, the Alabamas, the Arkansas, the Kentuckys, but Look, in a regular season game, they could slip up on somebody. Because if he can get this roster to play defense like he wants to, and I think he will, because, hell, he's done it every stop he's ever been at. But just the fact that you now have a potential front court of a guy that's 7'4 and a guy that's 7'1. Um, <laughs> it's I mean, it's, it's insane. I mean, that's that's a legit, I mean, I don't know. There's not a lot of NBA teams that have that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's next level excitement now because of the additions of all of these portal guys. When's the last yeah. time you'd have to go back to the NCAA tournament appearances, obviously in the early two thousands, Ole Miss fans were fired up when Ole Miss got to the NCAA tournament in Kermit's first year in 2018. But remember they started that year 14 and two and finished it terribly. I mean, 20 and 14 and got wrecked by Oklahoma in the NCAA tournament. So the thing you've been waiting for, and the reason why you moved on from Andy Kennedy, lack of NCAA tournament appearances, and it got so bad. Mm -hmm. That year that you got back, the thing happened. The accomplishment was accomplished. Mm -hmm. But think about how they got there. There was just such a bad taste in your mouth by the time you got there. And then you got wrecked. I mean, it was within the first two minutes that they were almost down 20 or something. It was nuts. Think back to 2013. What was the whole story in 2013? Andy Kennedy was being fired. He's being Mm -hmm. fired. He's going to be let go. They're winning 27 games, but the resume wasn't good enough. Ross Bjork had a short list. I saw the short list. Buzz Williams was number one on the short list. And then the story became, oh, this team that was heading towards this is now going to make the NCAA tournament because of a special SEC tournament run. Great memory, but think about how miserable the road was to get there. Right. Same thing with 2018. The accomplishment was accomplished, but how miserable the road was to get there. <laughs> this feels different. I remember uh, one of the things, it was kind of an innocuous comment that he made, but Chris Beard said in his introductory press conference, he goes, Ole Miss is going to stop being in the business of hoping to be in the NCAA tournament and just worrying about its seating. Is it time to assume that Ole Miss is going to make the NCAA tournament under Chris Beard? Because that's what his resume says he does. We shouldn't be surprised. We're surprised because we've been around Ole Miss basketball I and think- we've seen the misery of it. People have been asking me, do you think they'll make the tournament? I think that I think Chris Beard arrived here assuming he's going to make the tournament in year one and every year he yeah. always expects to make the tournament and every school, every program says, Oh yeah, we're, we're our goal is the NCAA tournament. But how many of you out there realistically when Kermit or any of the players said, Hey, yeah, man, we're going to bounce back to the NCAA tournament could with the straight face go. Yeah, man, we believe in you. This roster has been completely remade. Last thing here on this edition of talk of champions recruiting We alluded to it at the start of the show. Ole Miss had commitments in multiple sports. We just touched on Musa Cisse. Ole Miss also added 
three-star Clarksdale, Mississippi cornerback, Patrick Broomfield on Saturday. Uh, I've seen a lot of comparisons to Emmanuel Forbes. And look, in a uniform, on paper, you can see it. Long arms, can really run from the state of Mississippi, all of that. But um, early offer sheet is impressive. LSU, Oregon, Mississippi State, um, some other Power 5 programs have been keeping tabs on him. But uh, Ole Miss and Kinoto Hudson, pretty uh, pretty vigilant in their recruitment of Broomfield. And uh, Pete Golding um, also chimed in here and helped them out. Uh, and this uh, comes on the heels of another portal edition, I should say, as uh, I have forgotten about our man Aquilo Stone from Georgia Tech. I believe that was on Friday, um, late into the evening, if I remember correctly. But uh, they added a defensive lineman as well. So Broomfield made it two for two on the weekend for Ole Miss football. I like this pickup um, in person. He uh, definitely looks the part of a cornerback with the wingspan and just the uh, long frame and uh, can really run. Um, I I don't have a laser 40 time uh, handy, but I'd imagine he's probably in the high four fives, um, possibly faster. But yeah, good pickup for Ole Miss. You, You look at the offer sheet, like I alluded to already, LSU wanted him. Uh, he visited there, and then Mississippi State was obviously, you know, really wanting to add him into into their class, being the in-state target uh, that he is. But, yeah, 6'2", 165, could possibly continue to grow, maybe get up to 6'3", and then, yeah, he's going to add some weight, just uh, getting older and then getting into a college strength and conditioning program. But, yeah, big deal. I think last time I spoke with Broomfield, um, you can read – this um, entire interview, if you go to his profile at on3.com, but uh, the interview I did for, for Ole Miss Spirit, um, he said that it meant a lot to him that Kinoto Hudson skipped out on the NFL Combine to uh, stay and, and to be there when he visited. Uh, Kinoto Hudson, um, he coached, uh, and his name is escaping me, but a uh, cornerback at Illinois Witherspoon that was just an absolute monster and was a stud. Um, he coached him. Devon with Devin uh, Witherspoon, the number five Devin overall pick in the draft. Yeah, he coached him at Illinois. By the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, dead dude's a monster. So, yeah, Hudson, you know, could have gone to the combine, could have gone and, you know, seen his former pupil doing his, uh, you know, biggest job interview of his life. But he chose to stay in Oxford and to be there when Broomfield arrived and to meet him in person for the first time and to go through film, talk with him about what they like about his game, how they see him fitting into the program, all that good stuff. So um, I think that really resonated. And then obviously Pete Golding, I I think uh, pretty much every defensive prospect that I talk to, they always mention Pete Golding. Um, It's like the cachet is, is, is there. Um, They know about his time at Alabama. They know about his history with Nick Saban and uh, they trust him. So um, several uh, several different variables that were there that uh, got Ole Miss this commitment. And, uh, you know, I talked to I talked to Broomfield uh, over the weekend, and he said now, you know, getting to work, trying to improve his game and uh, add some dudes to this class for Ole Miss. But I think it's a good get. Look, three-star on paper, 
who cares? You look at the offer sheet, that says a lot. And then just look at the tape. Um, really athletic guy. And, you know, I've said it like seven times now, but his arms, I mean, I think if he puts his arms to his side, they go down almost to his knees. I mean, he's he's going to be someone that can really defend. You know, DeAndre Prince has long arms. Uh, Miles Battle, when he was at Ole Miss, that was, you know, something that made the transition to cornerback so easy for him because of his wingspan. Um so yeah, early early comp is Emmanuel Forbes because of that wingspan because Emmanuel Forbes' arms are insanely long, and um, yeah, I I think it's a I think it's a really good pickup and another in-state guy that other Power Five teams wanted. And I think he's going to stick to. Unfortunately, that's a part of the conversation now. Whenever these these sure. commitments happen, what was the name of the Louisville quarterback that visited this weekend? Uh, that would be Kaleeb Johnson. I think that's going to happen pretty soon. The first question people are going to have is, what does that mean for Spencer or Jackson Dart or Walker Howard? Well, Walker Howard and Jackson are here. Uh, it would, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Spencer could leave. He could leave. Uh, he's the only one that really can leave. But this player has three years of eligibility. He knows, regardless of what happens with any of the three in front of him, he's not coming in here to compete for a job. I do think, though, that if there is one to watch, Spencer is one to watch if he's not going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, Chuck said this on this podcast yeah. months ago before spring practices. If he's not going to be the starter in the fall, he's not going to be here in the fall. I just think it's, I think it's strange because I don't think a, a quarterback has been decided. If he were to leave, eh. based off of what? But, again, it's something we're monitoring and watching. It could happen. I think Ole Miss wants to bring the player in for just organizational depth to begin with. I also think there's a recruiting angle to it. I wrote about that. Khalib Johnson went to Clay Chalkville High School in Alabama. Ole Miss is recruiting several players from that high school uh, that he played high school ball with. Shaq McRoy, Mario Craver, and D'Angelo Baker. Could be that. I mean, they need depth, but also like, hey, you you know these guys, and we want them to, to come here and join you. So can't hurt. But um, athletic dude who, like, more than just a runner, he can throw it and, um, you know, went and Sign with Louisville, so it's not like this is just some, you know, complete shot in the wind. You know, he's not, he's not a bum. He can play. It's not I mean, Tyrone Pegram. Does that mean? I didn't mean I'll for do, it to be I'll, mean. I'll do respect. I'll do respect. If you say I'll do respect, then it's fine. It doesn't hurt. And that's, doesn't hurt yeah, isn't that the Talladega nice thing? I, and I say with all due respect. Yeah. It makes sense. Like, Jackson Dart's the guy. This is Jackson Dart's team, in my opinion. I, think I don't that, think that has been settled at all. I think to speak in an absolute like that is foolhardy. You got Spencer Sanders leaving and Jackson Dart is QB1, no questions asked. I mean, if you made me pick you, someone to challenge Dart, it would be Walker Howard. I mean, the dude absolutely looks the part, but he's not ready. And that's perfectly fine because okay. he's young. Dart's been Spencer there, Spencer Sanders that. looked awesome in the Grove Bowl. Uh, you know, Richie Contratesi also looked awesome in the Grove Bowl. So did Devin Thomas, but we're, but they didn't have the career resume that Spencer <laughs> Sanders has. Stop. Good grief. You just put Spencer Sanders in the same conversation as Richie Contratesi? The now in Richie Contratesi the uh, a public speaker now? He's a published like a motivational author. He's speaker. A published author. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and me and Forty did, Ken Show Lockett did this podcast one time about Richie Contratesi's book. I mean, like, it's basically a rags to riches story for a guy who went from little to nothing to playing in the SEC. But the problem with that, the whole narrative is 40 laid out, is he never played. Yeah. Like, he a, held field goals sometimes. Spring game hero, which is cool. 
Um, hey, tell me who won who won the uh, MVP of the spring? <laughs> who won the twenty nineteen Grove Bowl? Yeah. Well, wherever Spencer Sanders decides to go, he can't go to Texas State because TJ Finley went there. I think Spencer Sanders' market will be a little bit more robust than TJ Finley's. <laughs> but I don't State. think Spencer Sanders is necessarily hitting the market because Ole Miss is about to add a, a depth piece at quarterback. Sam Houston State quarterback, Spencer Sanders. Here's one for you. Auburn quarterback, <laughs> Spencer Sanders. With Hugh Freeze. That would be great. Oh, God, the stories write themselves. That's going to do it for this recruiting edition of Talk of Champions. Thank you all for tuning in. Listeners, subscribers, all of you stay locked in. OMSpirit.com, part of On3. We will have basketball, football recruiting content all throughout the week. Baseball final series of the season this weekend at Alabama. We will have all that more. Thanks to Ben and thanks to y'all for tuning in. Until next time, we out.